In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I was introduced to a book by my husband, um, and it was a gift given to him by a dear friend of ours. And it is a book called The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. You may have heard of it or seen it because the art on the cover alone looks almost like calligraphy and watercolor, and it's really, really a beautiful book. Um, And there are pieces of deep inspiration within that quick read. Something jumped out from that book at me that speaks to where we are tonight. What do we do when our hearts hurt? What do we do when our hearts hurt? Well, in this book, the answer is this. We wrap them with friendship, shared tears, and time. till they wake hopeful and happy again. We wrap them with friendship, shared tears, and time. Till they wake hopeful and happy again. Those words feel very appropriate for this time. And yet some of us, may feel frustrated that we can't wait any longer. How long must we wait? Through a long year of separation and hurt and fear and loss, it is hard to wait. We seek healing, and on dark, long nights, as we lie there, restless, awake and not sleeping. Maybe your mind, maybe my mind spin. Just focusing on how our hearts are hurt, how we are missing being together. We are missing what brings us comfort. And that's part of the tension of this year that we've talked about and prayed about and preached about. And the the normal ways that we seek comfort aren't there for us. The ways that we seek friendship are still there, but they're different. We can still worship together, yet it's different. In our reading from Luke that Becky just read, I'm reminded that as people were hurting and ailing and suffering, Jesus came down with them. Jesus came, the Son of God, to be with those who were hurting, to be with those who were lost. And all they sought was simply to touch him. And they were healed. 
Jesus came down to be with them. And then after they were healed, he administered an additional balm. Because while their bodies may have been hurting, their souls were also aching. Blessed are you who are poor. Blessed are you who are hungry now. Blessed are you who weep now. Those things are not the end. Those pains are not the end. For the kingdom of God will be yours. You will be filled. You will laugh. People will say sometimes, all will be well. All manners of things will be well. It's hard when it's future tense. Because right now, not everything feels well. Maybe you can't be with your family on Christmas or they cannot be with you. Or you're mourning the loss of the one who always made the gravy. Or maybe you're mourning the absence of the one who always played the piano. Or maybe you are living in a posture of uncertainty because finances are shaky and you can't give those you love the gifts you want to give them. And yet Jesus comes down to be with us. There's a song by Ashley Monroe, who is a country singer, and she sings a song called Orphan. How does a sparrow know more than I? When the mother is gone, it learns how to fly. In the absence of what we yearn for, sometimes we can still make it through that longest night. Because the truth is, while time doesn't pass fast enough, with God's help, we will get through. Because we have friendship. And we do have shared tears. And we will wake hopeful and happy again. John O'Donohue is a poet who wrote a book of beautiful blessings. And in one of his blessings, he writes to one who is exhausted. And perhaps you are joining this night exhausted and empty. Though people are still expecting more from you, your work is not done and you are empty. John O'Donohue writes this in a portion of this blessing. You have been forced to enter empty time. The desire that drove you has relinquished. There is nothing else to do now but rest. And patiently learn to receive the self 
you have forsaken in the race of days. At first, your thinking will darken and sadness take over like listless weather. The flow of unwept tears will frighten you. You have traveled too fast over false ground. Now your soul has come to take you back. And he ends this blessing. Gradually, you will return to yourself having learned a new respect for your heart and the joy that dwells far within slow time. As John and Becky and I talked about this service and the need for it this year, part of my hope was to create a space for rest and comfort. So while we cannot make time fast forward to end this crazy year, fast forward till the time when we can all have less fear around COVID-19, what we can do is spend a moment in prayer and time together looking for light intentionally, God's light intentionally. And so in just a moment, we will have some music, a continuation of the song in the bleak midwinter. And you may light a candle in your own home. I pray that as you take time to light a candle or imagine a candle in your home and that flame flickering, you may feel the warmth, peace, and rest of God though you may not feel holly jolly, know that the peace of Christ is sometimes discomforting and know that the light of Christ will continue to illumine our path. And that is the hope. That is the hope to which we cling. And so as you light those candles, pray for those who are sick. Pray for those who are exhausted. Pray for those who are helpers. And pray that you will also accept the friendship and be willing to share your tears and let others know that your heart is hurt. I wrote about this in the blog post about the longest night service that my mom died on Thanksgiving morning many years ago now. But that made that Christmas, that first Christmas, very bleak in the middle of winter. And Ron Delbane was one who encouraged me to grieve because I would not go so low to be lost. That my friends wouldn't let me get lost, that God wouldn't let me get lost. 
So let your friends know if your heart is hurting. Share your tears because the dawn will come and God's hope is beautiful and we can depend on that. Amen.